0: Annalisa Fisher. I play Kendall Sarn in the upcoming movie Metal Lords coming to Netflix April 8th and I am just sitting here with Elias on the Man Cave Chronicles podcast having a good time. Hello, thank you for having me.
1: Thank you for joining me today. You know, very exciting time. You know, the listeners and viewers are going to see you on Netflix's Metal Lords, which is premiering soon. As Kendall, I had the opportunity to watch it early. If you like that kind of music, it's great. I love it. It was a fun, uh, fun entertainment, let's just say that.
0: Very true. It is definitely <laughs> a crazy wild ride.
1: Yeah. How do you feel so far about the film?
0: I absolutely exceeded my expectations. I think that everyone behind the scenes from DB to Peter to the, the entire post-production team did a fantastic job of turning what was, you know, on script to what we see on screen uh, and elevating it to a way that makes it absurd, but grounded, humorous, funny, yeah. you know, everything. They did a really good job.
1: Yeah. I like that. I like that. 90s vibe of movies remember those that's what that's what i got from watching it
0: me too as soon as that first opening scene happened i was like whoa this is giving me nostalgia vibes that i didn't realize i would get
1: (laughs) so before we jump more into the movie you know i was trying i was doing some research on you and i born in oregon how did you find the acting bug what made you get into the acting world
0: so it's a really weird story that goes so far back. My sister really wanted to do acting when she was young. And my sister looks nothing like me. She has this beautiful head of brown curly hair, <laughs> these, this like olive skin, piercing green eyes. She was a beautiful child, like did a bunch of modeling, all this stuff. And she has a heart condition. Yeah. And when she was at one of her appointments one day with her cardiologist, her cardiologist said, my sister-in-law is an acting teacher and an agent here in Portland and got them set up that way and then obviously as a kid you do everything your older siblings do I got into the world from that and my acting coach then became my agent who became my voiceover agent who became a mentor to me everything for the next like 10 years pretty much
1: were there any movies or tv shows or even like somebody that you like to watch and you try to model yourself after and pushed you more into this
0: I think a lot. Uh, uh, there were a lot of shows when I was a kid that I really wanted to be in uh, that I that you always think is funny because you're way too young for it at the time. You're like, But maybe I could do it. Uh, Teen Wolf is a really good example of that. Yeah. I was obsessed with Teen Wolf as a kid. I really wanted to be a wolf with all those prosthetics and the teeth. Um, and it's funny now cuz they they're doing the reboot movie and I'm following everything on social media and all my whole childhood is coming back. But it was it was shows like that or weird shows like scrubs where you could Love really it. see Love the cast gaining as a family and like growing together that I really made me think, hey, I like I really want to do that. That's something that I don't want to just do as a hobby. I want to do forever.
1: By the way, I love the hoverboard in the background and the poster. I love it. One of my favorite movies of all time.
0: Me too. It's, I will, this is my favorite movie of all time. Marty McFly, awesome. big fan.
1: That's awesome. So, uh, throughout your career, I mean, you know, like you started going through, like you said, the acting like the acting world and everything. Uh, what was one, what do you feel so far in your career is your biggest accomplishment?
0: I think, you know, that's hard. I take. I take the good and bad with everything. Um, you know, the, for, for different roles, for example, I always tell people, because people find out that I'm fluent in ASL and they're like, oh, we'd love to see you at a show or like a movie like Coda where you're actually getting to like use all that sign language. And it's funny because with Brat TV, with the, the show that I was on called Crazy Fast, Rowan and Eamon, who were like basically like twins in the show, Eamon was supposed to be deaf and I was supposed to play the hearing sibling of the deaf kid who was also using sign language and everything to communicate and, and teach the whole school, all this stuff. And it got scrapped somewhere along the process. And I still loved being on that show, but it's little things like that where you're like, you kind of have to go with the flow and realize not everything is going to be awesome 100%. Or for Metal Lords, for example. Yeah. We shot in the middle of a pandemic. So there were a lot of things that we missed out on as a cast because of that. Whereas you know, Netflix did an incredible job of trying to make it as normal and as safe mm. as possible. It wasn't a hundred percent there. But just because of that, I kind of take everything with a a grain of salt, but also just celebrating. The little victories. Um, a big victory with me for Metal Lords is just how much time we got to play Dungeons and Dragons together as a cast. Like that was probably my my, <laughs> okay. my biggest accomplishment thus far is getting to play D&D with D.B. Weiss and Tom Morello.
1: <laughs> uh, last question before we jump into Metal Lords. Do you have a dream role that you kind of kind of hope that you can get someday?
0: Yes, my, something that I I go to bed every night and I just, you know, do my little manifestations. I want to be Spider-Gwen in the live-action Spider-Verse more than anything.
1: That would be awesome. Yeah. Do you, do you, have you enjoyed the Spider-Man movies, the recent ones that come out?
0: Oh my God. No Way Home, Don't Even Get Me Started. Screaming, (laughs) Crying, Throwing Up in in the movie theater. I saw it six times. And the Spider-Verse movies, I'm a huge um, Chris and Phil fan. Chris, yeah, you know, film. Phil Lord and Chris Miller yeah. write the Lego movies and the Spider-Verse movies. So yeah, I'm a huge, huge Spider-Verse fan. Awesome.
1: So yeah, let's jump into Metal Lords. How exciting was uh this role for you? And uh how did you uh get approached for it?
0: It was one of those things, you know, you get auditions that come into your email, and every now and then there's always a different reaction, I'll say. Mm. When I got the audition for Kendall. The first thing I said to my rep was, I mean, there's no way I'm going to get this, but I'll give it a shot because I just thought she wasn't like me at all, not even a little bit. But the coolest part that I think about auditioning for her was getting to bring parts of me into it that I don't think that... The production team was expecting um mm-hmm. when we actually went further along in the process and doing the callbacks and stuff a lot of the notes that db gave me even was that he was like there is a deep seated insecurity and uncomfortableness that you're bringing to kendall that we really wanted mm-hmm. that we didn't think he would get and i think that came from the fact that there was a disconnect between me and her that every time i stepped into those you know pretty dresses and the clothing and everything I was feeling uncomfortable and not like I was hiding from who I really was. Mm. And that's exactly what Kendall wow. is doing the entire movie. So I am very grateful that I got to do that. Cause I, like I said, I didn't think that I was right for her at all, but wow.
1: you just go well, with the flow. <laughs> so, so when you got like the script and the description, how did you get ready to play this character? Like how yeah. was she described to you?
0: Yeah, so she was described in, I think in the original audition, I think it said, I remember correctly, I have a very good memory. It said, Kendall 17, on the outs of the popular group, incredibly uncomfortable in her own skin. Um, I don't remember what else it said, but it was something like that. And I, the first words that I remember were like popular group. And I was like, well, I'm not a popular kid, so that's not going to work out the way that I want it to. But and I think I had to borrow one of like my sister's dresses to do the audition. Wow. And I, oh no, I had to do it for the callback. I didn't have any super girly clothes to wear for the audition. And so I wore like, I think a black t-shirt or something. And then for the, one of the notes I got from my rep in the callback was, can you wear something girlier? And I was like, Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I can do that so I had to get like a black dress and like and I think I'd like tape it to my body because it didn't fit um yeah but that, that was pretty much how I prepared for it was just where uh-huh. where the the thing that made me feel like I was the least like myself as possible and then just lean into it
1: uh-huh. what do you think was like the most challenging part playing this character
0: the most challenging part I think I mean, emotionally, was just tapping into that because, I mean, and people will see as they see the movie, when when you meet Kendall, there is an anger there and there is an uncomfortableness and there is a a sadness that's coming from her that was hard for me to tap into emotionally and leave it on set because, you know, I've spent a lot of my life trying to be as comfortable in my skin as possible and it's hard to do, you know, Mm. growing up in the world that we've created if you're different than other people people see that and we tend to get made fun of for it. And so that was the hardest part, I think, was letting that, those old feelings that I had come out and live with Kendall and then being able to go home every night. Like there were nights that I would go home and I would just be really sad and I had to remind myself that that's not me, that's Kendall. And you know, <laughs> when you're done playing Kendall, it'll all be fine. And it was, I, when, when we finished shooting, I was like, okay, I can leave it behind and I can know that I, I did her justice
1: how familiar were you with like the the music that this film played because you know we're talking about like battle of the bands also so it was going back from the 70s to 60s to 80s
0: yeah not like not at all until we started shooting and then i because we spent so much time in quarantine i i went to a couple bookstores and i got like Mm a ton of books on the history of heavy metal. And I was reading up about it, uh, listening to a ton of the music. My dad and a lot of my dad's friends knew. So I would talk to him about it and he would give me little bits of advice and Oh, go (laughs) listen to these people. And by the end of the movie, I I was a huge fan. There's something so like cathartic about just like scream anger music that brings (laughs) out a lot in people. (laughs) Uh,
1: How was it working with the cast? I know most of your scenes are with Jaden. First, tell us how how was it working with the cast, and then how describe the chemistry between you two, because most of your scenes are with you and Jaden.
0: Jaden is, first of all, he's an incredible actor, uh, and he's a lot like what you would think he's like—just a very sweet, quiet kid. A lot of the time between takes, we would just talk about stupid stuff, like writing, and mm. you know who our favorite writers were, and what we were up to later that day. uh, but he was really nice. Uh, we had to do, you know, we've had we had some uncomfortable scenes and stuff we had to deal with and he never made it weird. Something that I think Dan had said to me when we were shooting, I think it was the first time we were all together as a cast shooting a big party scene for the movie he came into one of our green rooms and he was like, I am so grateful that there is no toxic energy on this set because he pretty much had cast a bunch of nerds (laughs) that (laughs) were just in the, you know, that maybe weren't all playing nerds, but everybody was just super into talking about D and D and comics and nobody cared about anything superficial. So I was really grateful for that as
1: well. What would you say your favorite scene of the movie was?
0: My favorite scene of the movie, any scene that Hunter and his dad are in are my favorite scenes. I think I, cause I wasn't there obviously shooting any of the, the one-on-one scenes between Brett and Adrian, yeah. but I was texting, cause after we got to watch it, I, I was texting Adrian and I was like, I want to cosplay as Hunter for Halloween now. He might be my new favorite person <laughs> in the world because the, the anger between those two characters was one of the funniest things that I've seen in a long time.
1: Yeah. What was your thoughts after you watched the whole film put together and you watched it?
0: I just thought they did such an incredible job of really getting, you know, they say it in the movie, but you don't really think about it until after you're done watching the movie, how real this quote that they threw in was, mm. where I think I think it's Hunter or Adrian's character, Hunter, who says it that, you know, metal is all about truth to power. Mm. And so much of the movie was just like, you, sh- you can't care what other people think about you or what weird stuff you have going on or what anger or baggage you're holding on to. You gotta just live life and you gotta live it to the fullest extent you possibly can and be the weirdest self that you can because life is too short to do it. And I think that they did a great job of portraying that through metal being the like,
1: awesome.
0: we're not sure about metal music.
1: <laughs> so Metal Lords, April 8th, Friday. What's next for you now? Any other projects that you're allowed to tell us about?
0: So I have some stuff coming out. I'm under pretty hard DNA, uh, NDA, DNA, hello. <laughs> um, I'm pre- under pretty hard NDA about that. I can't yeah. talk about yet, but I am doing a ton of writing. Uh, something that was, that, that gave me the opportunity to, through the pandemic and shooting mm-hmm. metal and being in quarantine was I started writing books and I came, I came out of quarantine with three completely finished books that I'm really excited about um, and hope to soon turn into like a series either on Netflix or something. So we'll see.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Lastly, how can the viewers and listeners find you on uh, social media?
0: Yeah, I am. I think I'm the only human on this planet with my name spelled the way that it is. So if you just Google search Annalisa Fisher, uh, that's that's my handle on everything: TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. It's just at Annalisa Fisher.
1: I mean, this was great. Uh, thank you uh, for coming on the show and giving me a few minutes
0: today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I had a great time.